All right. Kumbaya. We uh we good? How you doing over there? Kumbaya. You got your notebook? I brought it only because I see you guys with one. It just feels it just it it helps me so I can if I have a thought, I don't lose it. Um that's why I just keep it on my notes. I'm just following the leader. Mm. <laughs> Are you gonna write? Um <laughs> We'll, we'll have to do an exercise where we just, um, what is it like when you mindless? Uh, creative free writing. Thought, free th- yep, creative yeah, writing. Yeah. Free flow. Free yeah. flow writing. Free flow. You guys kind of sit. Yeah. Oh. And there goes the table. Ooh. And there goes the and table. And there goes the pineapple drink. There goes the pineapple tequila. Tequila and pineapple. And <laughs> <laughs> our bartender has uh, so tenderly cooked up for us on the windowsill. <laughs> Next to a dying wasp. Oh, shit. <laughs> Literally an entire Please funeral don't bring service. the wasp up. I started to pray a little, spray a little pineapple juice. A homicide on next to my Honestly, house. quite literally, the it was the press after you smacked you smacked the shit out of it. I mean, yeah. That did it for Crunched me. on the seal. I can't stand people that just mindlessly kill bugs. If you don't make sure the job is done. Like, I did I all of that. And I agree. He still has some resilience to live on. Yeah, you got to kill it with your chest. You can you absolutely cannot. Like, it's a wonder I didn't break that glass. Like, I should have. Birkenstock made contact. We all, <laughs> we all heard it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. She was quick with it. Yeah, it was It was well above your head as well. So, it's like. It's like Trenchable. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. You need a, I need an explanation. <laughs> like when Miss Trenchable was throwing them darts at the back of the door. That's, what? That wasn't my. <laughs> I'm sorry. That just wasn't my initial. That's not an initial place my mind went, unfortunately. But yeah, did we? You clicked the click. Did, did we? Yeah, we did clicked we click up. it. We clicked up. All right, that's that's good. Wow, here we are. You want to clap? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, just for. This is my first time clapping with. Aww. Is it? Yeah. How do you feel? This is special. I hope y'all are like, who is that? Yeah. She yeah. can't air horn. <laughs> that was a good a little oh Kroger Great Value air horn. No, I liked I liked it. Uh, great, yeah, I, liked I know. It. It's the knockoff. Not Great Value. Oh God, let me put this on. This just feels like it's taking. Nah, let the world know you stay hydrated. <laughs> I, I'll leave it there. Just you know, yes. Just feel like you know it just it takes up a lot of space. Let, let her, let her I just feel like it just and I you know. Probably follow up as soon as I finish my the McDonald's cup my is more fucking, aesthetic. I agree. My martini, my uh, <laughs> just a little razzle dazzle. When I got to the liquor store, the man was like, "Welcome on, buddy," and I was like, "Please stop." That's what they say to you at stop, the liquor keep store. Going, keep going. <laughs> so, please stop. That's what they say. What you at the liquor store? Well, to be honest, every guy that works there has a different phrase that lets me know, like, "Hey, girl, glad to see me. you." They remember me. I love that. That's a place to be so, remembered. I love that. I was just there not too long ago prior to this, and it was a different guy, and we had a whole catch-up conversation. They really be trying to help you out, put you on the different stuff. Hey, girl, it's cheaper if you do this versus that. Well, I'd be appreciative. The practice is made perfect. You know, I would love for a liquor store owner to greet to me. know you. <laughs> greet <laughs> me like that. Na- well, they said my name today out loud, and I was like, can you not say it like you about to look me up on Facebook? Like, don't say the first and the last. Oh. I shouldn't even be showing you my ID, because yeah. we, we've been here, and That's you know the me. problem with not ID showing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. And they said it right. Yeah. You know a little bit too too much about me. Yeah. Which is why I make sure I keep the incorrect address on my mm-hmm. <laughs> my Father, for real. Father God, help Don't pull up on me. Listen. All right? I pull up on some shit that you ain't ain't ready. Hello? Ain't nobody playing. Anyways, let's go ahead and get it started. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Ready? One, two, three. I like a good sinking. Hey, girl. (laughs) How you feeling? Girl. How much time you got? How much wine you got? I gotta get something off of my mind We spilling the juice so I'm feeling alright Ain't gon' dim my light I was made to win the fight Girl, I like the way you do what you do If I wasn't me, then I'd be just like Rapping with my girls In a place where we belong Talking all shit Singing songs Feeling just like Hong Kong Yeah, I know I can find it 
can't find me. I know I can find me. Radical line. I was gonna come over if that's okay. Sound. What's up, everybody? As you can see, we are a little bit calmer today. This is Lisa's aka Holy Lex, and this is the Radical Alignment podcast, where we do, we explore awkward adulting for the modern millennial with me to my left. We're a little bit out of order today, so I'm going to go ahead and, as I you know, can see, right. it's a special segment here today. Um, there are two women with their knees out right next to me. The first one I will introduce to you is AK, the six, upside down, it's a nine now, in her rap merch. Bear, 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 bear. That that's what, what? <laughs> you, you, you forgot your like tagline. I was waiting for this. People was waiting. I'm sorry, I just I already. People's mama that. and them really walked into our last recording. They and, did. And I was, How y'all mama now? I just wanted to. I just wanted to acknowledge them all, just real quick, just in case they're listening. Nothing, nothing better than uh, asking folks how they mama and them, and yeah. then it's like, oh, she about to pull up and crash the party yeah. in like five minutes. She doing good. How your mama now? <laughs> Listeners. I can't. And the other knee bandit to my right. <laughs> Special guest. Special guest. Oh the fry at the bottom of the bag is what she calls herself, but we don't call her that here at Radical Alignment. But they are good. And the fry at the bottom of the bag are special uh-huh. because that means that the person who knew how many how many fries were supposed to go in, yeah, they knew how many they were supposed to go spill. in that carton and they let them spill over down to the bottom. Similarly to the Radical Alignment podcast. <laughs> you let yeah. me spill out. <laughs> Girl, stop, stop. Cool, so that's Tangy. <laughs> AKA Lewis. I don't have a sound. The, the Lewis Baton. You can make up your own sound. You want to make up Hers one? Hers was kind of purry, like a Cardi B mixed with Purry. I've been listening to a lot of songs. I'd like for you to make up. I would like to hear just what sound naturally comes out of you. I, I don't want to find that. Somewhere. <laughs> Something with her tongue out. <laughs> yeah. Probably something with her tongue out. That'd be very on brand, Tangie. I don't want to know. I love it. No, like I. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and this is a new segment we're calling Rap Chats. Just a shorter little spill. Our girl Corey is hosting her feminist book club today. So, um, in her absence, the Black Daria will be returning with us on the next episode. But in the meantime, Tangie. <laughs> yes. On the mic. She is in front of the camera. From behind the shadows. I know. The ghost writer has come forward. Not the ghost writer. <laughs> I am oh, here. No, it's great. I, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy I can see your knees. I'm happy I can see them. Your toes are what I was looking at. You were calling you us know, out. I, Me bandits. Listen. I've been tangerine, a lot of tangerine over here. Okay. Not tangerine. Okay, You did that for me? Tangerine, obviously, you did them critters. Obviously, (laughs) obviously, yeah. I, you know, I have a really good nail lady, and she, you know, I had a horrible experience the first time I went, and the owner called me and was like, "Yo, (laughs) no, no, no." The owner called me and and was like, "Yo, let me just." Just gonna make sure. Paranoia. Keep talking. No, no. Oh, she just gonna take a peek. (laughs) I was like, now wait a minute. Uh, uh, look at that. Uh, Usually, that's my job. Another. Another. Uh, yeah. I feel you. I I just need I just need to know what's happening. I wasn't I wasn't aware. But but yeah yeah we're we're gonna go ahead and slide into the smaller segment. It's more intimate, as you can see. Obviously, I just must have needed more body heat near me. That's essentially what the primary set change is about. But. Yeah, we just, you know, we wanted to slide on here. We had a few topics that we wanted to shine into. Mm. So, um, we got a poet here. So, it's like, you know, we got we to gotta get real intimate and real close to the mics. Go ahead and say something. Give it. I wish I could give you all some, like, ASMR. Ooh. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I think that would be something that we could look into producing. Start slurping the bottom of this McCafe cup. Uh, Ratchet Girl ASMR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it would be. Just hard gum chewing. I know. Like some. Wrangling ice. <laughs> the tequila pineapple. <laughs> the tequila pineapple slurp. 
<laughs> oh my god clearly i'm the one babysitting i need to get it together so let me go ahead uh, i had to do what i had to do no you did a great job so i appreciate it speaking of oh my gosh this is not this is adjacent from the topic that we're talking about but have y'all seen that hot cheeto girl trend on tiktok fucking hell bro i it's essentially it's essentially just um white girls who grew up around (laughs) black and brown people who just um the ones who were like nah this is just who i am and these are just the people who I've I grew up around. So this it is a hot Cheeto. Girl? They called it they call it hot Cheeto girls. I don't necessarily know why. They got to at least say the off brand version because like it was really girls out here that was coming to school eating hot Cheetos. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's a derogatory comment to them. So if we're gonna be derogatory to the wax, that's because that's what we're gonna have to call it. They call it hot Cheeto girls, but it's basically a bunch of white girls who I guess used to act really let's call it hood. Let's call it let's call right. it ethnic let's call it ethnic let's talk about like white products girls who like their environment huh? products of their environment yes. and they just essentially miley cyrus the whole thing you know what i'm saying like they had and they called it a phase and essentially like not a phase but yeah it's a phase literally it was white girls who bought jordans and slicked their baby hairs down and got their nails done like hella long acrylics and you know what i'm saying at that time god damn so glad like we had it was authentic few i'm so glad i was not in school during the last like five to ten years Mm -hmm. of of what like baby oil gelled hair like like you're not about to ask me where you can get some ampro that is none of your business. And they didn't even have the options to do it. Like, you know, it was Ampro or it wasn't a whole lot of clear gel. It was like one, one other clear gel. But Ampro, I feel like, made that. It was just clear. Eco Styler. They was oh, probably yeah. buying yeah. all the Eco no, Styler. Yeah. I yeah. still stand by Eco Style. As I'm, you should. Listen, that's ours. And no, they tried tearing it down this last year. That oh, was a cancel really? movement. I don't remember what why. Because it was like they changed the yeah they changed like the formula. Or yeah, something. the ownership and, and like girls started breaking out around the edges and shit. There's mm. some things I can't cancel. And then you stay loyal to that glue. Yeah. You know, honestly, Eco Styler never really. If I'm being honest, it never really worked for me. Um, it's outside of at least not for my edges. Like if I needed to do like a little slick down situation, oh, I, it's for a bun for me. You know, like I have to slick it out. Like use a, a fuck ton edges. of it to slick it down. But yeah, for like edges, it wasn't for me. I don't know if it was the living in the South mixed with the texture of hair I had. It was just a lot. It's not an edge, Joe. I've gotten into the scented ones lately. I'm trying to be like one of those that smells good all the time. A scented eco styler? Okay, well, it's not the brand. But if you go to the edge control at the beauty supply store, they now have Oh, yeah, the edge booster, the flavors. Yeah. See, because I've always yeah. just used non-scented, but now I'm trying to be a smell-good woman at all times. And raspberry lemon is where it's at. <laughs> is that what you're using? If you want to come sniff these edges. I do. Uh, <laughs> that's the next day. Don't hear threaten like, me with a good time. <laughs> that's the next yeah. ASMR movement. Yes. With an exhale. Throw an exhale on it. <laughs> <laughs> like a horse. Oh, my God, <laughs> oh my man. God. But it's, I hate the trend, but essentially they just play... I forgot what the song is, but they just like show they show themselves now or like a picture of like themselves like, you know, looking very Caucasian woman. Um stop it. I don't know what I don't know how else to call it. I don't I don't know what else to call it. Like I guess looking modestly Caucasian. And then they just drop a lot of pictures of when they was, you know, hitting this pose, you know what I'm saying? A little stale. fist and, it's and shit and just like it's stale. Oh, it's it's thing. It's musty. Uh yes. the whole the whole trend is very musty. I was not expecting it to be that musty. Yeah, I was well, actually, I was expecting it to be that musty because when I said hot Cheeto girl, like what the fuck is that? And I, in my mind, I knew exactly what it was, but I was like, I hope, I hope that's not it. <laughs> but I guess that I don't know. To me, I was like, ah, it. it it's getting to the point it's, i think tiktok has like opened up this lane of oversharing a little bit um you should have kept them in the archives like this is not a trend that you wanted to join you you know and i'm not you know i share what you want to on the internet but you know i it's almost it's almost i don't know i 
it's painful to watch some sometimes because I'm just like, why would you, why would you want everybody? If you're embarrassed by it, then, well, I mean, not saying I don't know. If you're embarrassed by it, then why would you show everybody that? I'm speechless, truly. I cannot. <laughs> I haven't seen the trend yet, and I don't want to truly. Mm-hmm. But I am the type of woman that if I saw someone I knew doing it, I would be forced to screen record it and save it for when they got a new job and send it in. Yes, you would yes. have to, and that's on air that's for the record (laughs) i just always thought it was interesting because like i just feel like a lot of those girls five years ago were just very much like no this is my culture this is just who i am Mm -hmm. this is how my friends dress this is how my friends act but now like they'll flip it as to you know like well well i'm just not i've grown it was a phase i'm not like that anymore i don't hang with those people anymore and it's it's feeling like racism it's feeling like racism. It's only because it's just like those people I was, but you know, I feel like, you know, just when you're, when you're, I guess not the status quo of like, just what your surroundings look like. You have to almost try a little harder. So it was one girl who was just the white girl who was fighting. Like it was whooping bitches asses. And like the only reason she stopped was because she put a bitch in the hospital. And it was like, and you had to pay her medical bills. I feel like I saw. And it was like, that's, that was what motivated you to to go back to me and AK's face. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, sorry, looking, at like, I'm looking at you. I can I wanna, feel mine. I'm like, if I was what? a mom, I'd be like, girl, give me this TikTok. Cause what? Yo, what? it was it was crazy. I it was I stayed on the trend for about as long as I could stomach. But I, I, the only time I'd stay on trends like that is when I just can't believe that they exist. Like, because it's like, just wild. It's absolutely insane. But. <laughs> On to oversharing about the internet, on the internet. That's essentially <laughs> oh my God. that's essentially what the conversation is centered around today. I just you know, and I as a person who I don't know, I think I overshare, but even well, like when I do decide to share, I feel like it's like it's an oversharing enough for all of what I have not shared, <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe my definition of oversharing is just like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my definition of oversharing is very different. So maybe when I do see people oversharing, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, what the? <laughs> Stop. What the? Why is this a trend? Why? I, I don't know. It. I saw some good Facebook know. drama that was not necessarily oversharing, but it was like, well, let's just put it out there. I checked back for updates and everything. I didn't catch nothing. New. I feel like I saw you tweet that and I, I didn't did. even get, I was like, too, like in the midst of work. I can't tell you on there, but you'd have loved to know who it was. Yeah. I, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to talk about this after. Don't you but think? But it was, I'm it was forget. somebody who they basically was like, mm, how can I say this discretionary? They basically was like, how was the love of your life? A bleep. And <laughs> the woman must have seen the sub and comments, and it was like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I just want to know, are you marrying bleep?" Ooh. And I was like, "Well, Ooh. put it on the table." Yeah, but um, right. too much for me. That's and then the it was like, "And are you gonna keep deleting my comments?" I said, "Well, listen, see, I like how you move. I like that." That's the thing about Facebook but drama, though. That's a different level Facebook of oversharing. Different, yeah, a different. different we're, we're referring to. When you're willing to express parts of your life that are special to you, that are important to you. Like Lex said, like everybody's definition of that is different. But for someone like Tangi, she just, I feel like you are going through a renaissance of like normalizing self-expression. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful way. Of that's it. a good way of saying it. I really feel like that's what like all of your followers and the people who share your work. I really feel like because uh, like now it's work, right? Like now it's this body of art. But for I'll you, it's it. just your thoughts. It's just your experiences i will receive that all the way yeah. yes because you're always that. sharing like the stuff people say in response to you and oh, how yeah. they like give you feedback of how your words really empower them 100%. or they feel seen through your words i hit you on that you like did. oh my gosh listen. which is special every time i don't think i'll ever get tired of that what's yeah. that like i can share out without my permission <laughs> oftentimes <laughs> i don't even like whoa i am <laughs> Listen, because some of the stuff that makes it into my notes, oh, I, w- I wish I would share that. Hell no. <laughs> Yours be straight from the notes. Yeah. It's straight from, it is the note. It is the note. <laughs> it's a copy and paste it, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, I'm like straight out of it. But it's, I love it. I love seeing other people's responses to it. I think that's how it got started in the first place because I used to not share it. Um, 
And then when I started sharing little pieces of like my journal, which people think how I journal is similar to poetry style. So when I would like take a picture of my journal and post it to my story, people, I mean, my DMs would just be like, oh my gosh, write a book, share this, like put it on your page, da 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 da, so I can save it. And eventually it got to the point where I was like, well, maybe like there's something I'm not seeing and I'll just do this for this small amount, like handful of people um, that like care to see it or to share it. And that's really how it got started. But it's been interesting because that account now is like a bunch of people I don't even know. And I'll get tagged in their posts when they post something vulnerable because they're like, oh, this woman inspired me to do this. Or I'll run into people and they're like, I just saved your reel because it made me feel seen or like things like that. And it's such a small little like pat on the back. And I kind of always hope it like I hope that doesn't wear off that feeling of Mm -hmm. like how special it is. I'm a really sentimental bitch. So (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, I definitely feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you always been an overshare? Um, I've always been a communicator. I wouldn't say an overshare. I lived um, kind of like growing up more of a life that was just out in the open anyways. I lived in a small town. Everybody knows who you're with, what you're doing. Um, so it kind of came naturally to me in a way. But there's certain parts of it that um, I recognize that I almost had to heal as a sense of I also like to keep an image up. And so a big challenge for me was to start oversharing the parts that I don't want people to see. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest kind of crossover because I was used to sharing the parts that make me feel good about myself and like I have my shit together. But it's kind of crossing over into that kind of like courageous part of putting yourself in a position to be judged by others and sharing that information as well. So the stuff that only makes it to your homegirls text. Yeah. So that's the new phase we're in. Mm-hmm. It's spicy. No, I like it. I like it. I mean, it's someone's a mild got to. Heat. Yeah. I feel like any type of art form is very much a bearing of one soul. So I feel like, you know, whatever medium that you choose to do that in is always going to feel really vulnerable. But yeah, I. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I... They're speaking into the soul tonight. <laughs> That very much girl. so, very much so. Yeah, okay. I since AK gave me a face when I said I feel like I overshare. I think I only overshare in public. I don't. I, maybe I don't she overshare on overshare. the internet, but like I feel like when I be I'm saying fucked up shit in person, I be oversharing. <laughs> like I be saying stuff that I'm mm. like, oh, I'm sorry, I said that out loud, and now you're uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't feel wow. like you do that, but I mean, I feel I like know. I say things in a way that make people more comfortable, like with the maybe uncomfortable subjects that I bring up in public. And I feel like that's the only reason people relate to some of the shit that I say, even on the internet. And I think there's a difference. Cause I'm like, there's people who overshare about their own business. Those people make you feel more safe or more comfortable. Yeah. So when you do like whoever does overshare, like those are times it feels more comfortable. Now, if you're oversharing about somebody else's business, Ooh. my eye twitches. Cause I'm like, now wait a minute. That part. <laughs> Cause yeah. I ain't going to tell you nothing from here forward. Like as soon as I hear that overshare, I'm like, yeah Yeah. so the fact that you overshare about yourself is more of like people feel more safe or like they know you more more seen so i never judge who overshares it's a delicate it's a line it is a line because uh, unfortunately when the people who i have overshared with maybe in real life like and i'm not like mm, how do i say this without it sounding like no share i don't know i think because I have like that friendly personality and I'm oversharing, maybe people aren't used to like that level of intimacy with like anybody. So the fact that this person who like they don't really oh, know yeah. like that is sharing with them like that, it now almost kind of like, like, they, like they feel like they know me like that. <laughs> and oh, yeah, <laughs> I always really hate to be the bearer of bad news that, yeah, that you no, simply do not. You simply do not. And they're. I'm going to quote another Cheryl thing. Uh, you just got to know where to place people in your production. And some people, mm-hmm. like, you know, just because I shared a bit of information, I feel like they got them same backstage passes as, like, this little handful of people who have backstage passes or hey. even front row seats. I'm like, girl, like, you got a good seat. It just ain't where you think it is. And mm-hmm. and that's not – and that's, I guess, where – I think I think maybe I just struggle to find the balance. Maybe I'm I'm sitting between two Libra moons right now, so I don't oh, necessarily no, know what that means. Not a sister but Libra like moon. I, oh, the but I um I don't have the balance uh, for that. So oh. until it until you know like, but I can clock I can clock things with boundaries, which I, I'm just like, hey, like 
Um, I, my <sighs> therapist used to talk to me about she felt like I operated in extremes. So, like, not always having the balance, and let's just say in the sense of, like, oversharing. Like, maybe it's not a balance. Maybe it's just, like, on this one particular topic or this frustrating yes. day, I'm, like, spitballing everything, mm-hmm. and then I'm silent for, like, oh, weeks, yeah. which is not really a balance, right? I feel like on social media, I don't know. It's usually when you, like, going through them dark days when you're, like, really introspective, and then you start posting. If it's not inspirational shit, it's just your thoughts. you just getting them off. Oh, yeah. And I guess it depends on the platform, too. And I started journaling when I was a kid. My mom had a big mm. thing about us being able to journal. So as soon as I could write, we got our own journals and she made this like pact with us that she would never read them. That was a big thing for her, like privacy for us. And so I started writing like all my very intimate thoughts or feelings or anything happening in my life, goals I had um, from a young age. And I had somebody ask me recently, you know, how do you come up with the things that you write? And that's how I think I've just gotten so used to like the book is kind of like a love language for me where I can say these things and they say like do you write them with the intent that someday someone will read them and I never thought anybody would read what's in my journal let alone post it to an Instagram page or post it on my story so that's been a new thing is that like people have been taking the very like raw bare side of me that I expected nobody to read and now it's like I never want it to change because now I know people do read it I still want it to be as like intimate as it was when it was just me um so it's a it's an in- girl. The Leo rising in me definitely writes for a bestseller. Like it's all you true. Better. It's a thousand percent facts, but it is only written in the event that this chaos will generate I help and you know. Oh, I love a chaotic write too. You know, Man. I did have a conversation with a friend recently. It's more centered around journaling, but how certain parts of your life, like maybe you don't want to journal just because you don't want to document it or you don't oh, want to yes. take up space, right? Take up space on the page, talking about That's guys that one. don't matter or guys that you're embarrassed to even say, have you stressed out? Or just whatever that looks like. Um, and we were just talking about that level of, like, how real can you be with yourself on paper? Yeah. Or See, and I think you brought up something good, Tangie, when you were talking about how your mom, like, encouraged you guys to, like, journal. And, like, she, you know, like, said you she wouldn't read them and I feel like I've been without without being dramatic traumatized in that way to where like my mom like I first of all I didn't really feel like I had a whole lot of places to express myself like as it is like as a child as a very emotional person as a person who feels a lot of things um my feelings were often invalidated um and I was already in a space where I really didn't feel heard or I didn't have an option to feel anything so when I did write and, you know, would do my best to hide things in a house that did not belong to me. But Ugh, my mom read my, not only did she read my journals, she would, like, in spite, like, say uh-huh. r- some of the shit that I wrote in the journals back to me. That's true. Like, hey, I've, Ooh, hey, I've read this shit before. So I felt no safety in anywhere, not even with myself, because it's like, when I die, I know that's the first thing that motherfuckers is going to come after. Yes. And as a person who has a lot of 12th house, house placements, uh, if you followed up on the astrology episode, I'll explain what that is. It's in the house of Pisces. It's a lot of secrets. It's a lot of, not really secrets, but I say privacy. Um, in And my cancer moon's in my eighth house, and that's in the house of Scorpio. So, again, privacy with my emotions, how I really feel about things, because I really don't feel like people have the capacity to handle what I have to say most of the time. And so... There was no place that was safe for me to express myself anywhere, not even in my own thoughts, not even on my own paper and not even. So like it, it, I grew up with older parents, like where privacy was barely a thing. Closed doors was like an issue. Um, And as a person who even just, even as a child, I required a lot of privacy. I I preferred to be by myself a lot of times. Um, Just, I needed a lot of time to myself. So like, <clears throat> the violation that I felt in those moments and it was like not just once I would be like you know and like yeah it, w- it would be used like in my own emotions like just the raw way I felt would be used as an attack against me is still something wrong so I that it that could be a lot of the reason why I have like with the reservations I have with like even journaling sometimes it's like I actually can't like or like after or after a certain time like what I do with my journals essentially is I'll say how I'm feeling in the moment I'll let it breathe for like a year or whatever. Once it gets full, 
I'll reread everything. And if it's something that I feel like I can take with me, like it helped me or something, I'll rewrite it in my next journal. And I just have to fucking literally burn <laughs> the shit. Cause I don't like, <laughs> I have no area of trust um, when it comes to just that. And maybe somebody needs to start on therapy. I don't know. I don't even trust therapists. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, like I, don't, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I don't feel safe all the time when it comes to fully expressing myself. So that's probably why my personality is very much what you see is what you get. Um, if it's on my mind and it's right there in the moment, then you're going to get it. It's not something that I can really like, pr- like preserve and save away. Um, which is ironic because like, I feel like I write better <laughs> than I speak on the spot, which is why most of the time what I say on the spot can seem very much like shocking, even though it's in my mind, it's not very shocking. If I probably took some time to actually write it down and present it in another way, it might come across a little better, but God for God forbid even just the psychosis behind like just like God forbid it gets found before I'm ready to deliver it or if it's not it's like a like it's a sacred painting of something that I just you know like I can't show you until it's done until I've communicated perfectly how I need to communicate so I'm just always very wary of where I stand with communicating how I feel with people just because they're just traditionally like hasn't been a lot of safety with that. I think the, like, romantic in me, I've sat on the other side of you guys recording the podcast, and so it's very much so, like, you're a journaler, but you do it through your words, like, audibly, and in between the questions you guys ask each other, I think, are your very intimate moments of, like, what I typically journal, this is just a more comfortable way or vehicle for you to get those words out into the public, my vehicle is more pen and paper, because yeah, even like making reels gives me a sense of anxiety because I'm like, okay, they're going to have to see my face. They're going to have to see this. They're going to have to hear my voice. Like when I write it, it takes my face away from it. It takes that kind of like accountability, I guess I would say with it. And it feels more like anonymous, even though it's not. Um, But I've seen how you guys function as the podcast. And I'm like, it's in between the questions that feels so similar and like such a similar language that I speak when it's me journaling in the sense that once you guys go deeper into your answers, it's very much like a journaling language to me. Like how you guys talk to your listeners is very much so exactly like how I write. It's just those very like raw bare moments that people get a, you know, they may not know you fully, but they get the chance to have that little, blip in time and maybe make their own kind of judgments or assessments of how you are as a person and uh, that's all we can do at the end of the day because we can't get to know everybody on an intimate level and it's kind of like give or take this moment in time of where I'm at I think you guys do it wonderfully through the podcast the same way I know little flowers and I feel like there's safety in that too like maybe that's where I find my safety because it's like at this moment here we are you have the opportunity I'm bearing my soul you have the opportunity to judge me right now and I don't necessarily care which side of the fence you are on but you know what you see is what you get and I'm very much that person (laughs) like there's not too many there's not too many secrets but like you know it's an art here it is like it's an art yeah and no. we use it in every form of relationship, friendships, romantic, family, all that. So it's like to be able to express in one way or another. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no, I feel that. I know we've we've talked about um relationships online as well. And I feel like, you know, we all kind of go about those really different, but um <clears throat> drop me. <laughs> yeah, go run it, run it. You can go no. ahead and say it. No, ask your question. Do you have questions? No. Oh, yeah, this <laughs> that's <laughs> my area. <laughs> yeah, and they know it. Yeah, I'm like my shit. If you yeah. follow Tange online, she gives us all the hopeless romantic hope that that we think is only on pages that are. Owned by people we don't know, right? Like, you know, those pages that have thousands of followers, they have curated content that's like constant. And it's like, oh, wow, look at this person from across the world experiencing love with daisies in the field, right? And then it's like, oh, it's Tangy. Like, <laughs> it's her feeding yeah. her lover cheese. And then something happens. You're like, oh, it's Tangy again. Like, <laughs> the poetry page, like, goes on fire. You're like, Listen. holy shit. 
the content. We, you can Black count on Tanji to give a good probate. Yeah. Like I feel like it, yeah. a lot of the people I follow, like it is rare and exclusive as probate. hell. I'm fucking weak. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. He called me. I got the back end of that. I'm oh sorry. my gosh. Oh yes. A they good, take yeah. the mask off. A good P R O. Yeah. B A E T E. Oh yeah. A good yeah. probate. Ooh. Oh my god. A good probate. I but I feel like that's that like. Term. Oh yeah. It's a it's a thing. At it's, least with my line sisters, it is. It's a thing. Look, the oh, soft launch. Cool. See, like, yeah, you know they're online, and it's like, ooh, they're hurting. Like, you do I do it. I press story or close friends? Like, which okay, is man, <laughs> which is, and then eventually it's just like full send, hard launch. Fuck it, hard mask launch, off. mask off. I don't oh, think yeah. I've even had too many of those, which is okay. Everybody am, know where I'm at. Yeah. I'm so pro relationship that I'm like, some people have learned from their traumas that privacy works best for them. And I cheer that on all the way because they've learned that's how they function best in a relationship. That's what keeps them out of having difficult times or being, I don't know, I guess. It's a whole trauma response. It is. Because really when you think about people's reasoning, there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, that's how I keep people out of my business or that's how I keep from getting my feelings hurt. It's right on up there with checking phones. It might be apples to oranges, mm-hmm. but it's like clearly it's one experience that has you like, oh, the last time I posted somebody, this girl slid in my DMs. And said Never going to let that happen again. See, and for me, I joke about it because I'm like, and I'll post him because come to me as a woman. <laughs> If you're hearing me out there, <laughs> come to me as a woman. If you see me post a man. Hello, Barbara. <laughs> Have you seen him? <laughs> like, Barbara, tell. this is Shirley. Well, you see him, you see me. <laughs> I'm calling you up today because I need to come to you as a woman. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm here for it. And in the other sense, I'm also like, man, I've never been, A, a good liar. So, like, when people ask me something, you can read it on my face. So, like, when people are like, oh, you know, are you going to be 15 minutes late? I'm like, yes, <laughs> without a doubt. So that's how I am with my relationships too. It's almost like that part of me is something I've always found very hard to keep a secret because you can read it all over me because I love love. And I also feel like every time I get in a relationship, which hasn't been many times, but this year has been a year of dating for me. So when it has gotten into a new one, it's gotten better each time. And I, I also feel this kind of like, why would I want to re- like take the best one and hide him Ooh. when like he's doing everything right? And that's a hard one for me because I'm like, that other who treated me like shit like got posted. And I'm like, and here you are doing all the right things and everything that he didn't, and I'm hiding you. And that part, to the romantic mm. in me and the poet in me doesn't feel right because I did the single, I'm a pastor's daughter, so I was single t single as single can get and I was just not boys to me it was like uh, save yourself for marriage and don't date and like you're a queen so don't nobody's on your level so I didn't even like look towards men I kind of had like that ego about me like you can look but don't touch like stay away and that's kind of how I moved into the relationship world and so when I did decide that I wanted to date Uh, you realize, and I had talked to Lex about a caption I had put, there was a part of me, I had just watched my parents get divorced when I, about a year after that, two years after that, I had started dating again. And I had said, like, I realized I was either, like, functioning in too low of standards or too high of standards to keep myself in systems that wouldn't last. Um, I was either picking men that I knew weren't good enough and couldn't keep up because I knew I wouldn't have to be with them a long time, or I was picking people or holding them to too high of a standard for the same reason. And so it's like I never let myself function in something that was symbiotic um, in a way that was reciprocal. And so for the very first times, I'm like allowing myself to do that. And it's new. And it's, I think your 20s, people put a lot of pressure to like either stay single all the way or like find somebody and marry them. Never the in between. Never the in between. I'm like all for dating and I'm all for breaking up, y'all. I am pro breaker upper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, get out. If it ain't for you, get out. Yeah. Get out and let them know you got out. Yeah. I think another, I guess, I I can, I can say that my lack of sharing on the internet definitely comes from trauma and I can even, and I, and I can be fully honest with that. Like I, especially growing up as a, I guess I'd say a mid tier slash older millennial, like the internet is forever. 
Um, it's very much a thing. Like anything, you know, like when we were getting jobs, they were like, anything can be dug up from your past. <laughs> oh, God. Anything can be. <laughs> Meanwhile, like this I can't trash nigga that you dated when you were at your lowest. Oh Niggas will God. find the photo. It or, terrifies me. So and then, <laughs> and then also, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, we're not from Salina, but like it's still a very small. <laughs> space and you have to say all that now no. <laughs> well, she said who's from salina I'm who's fine. from salina i thought you i am <laughs> shit see and then apparently i don't know apparently i don't know when to share it i don't yeah, know i feel like you feel like you've shared that before I, so i don't I have I, holy shit anyways like kansas city's a small place and it was like like I never felt da- safe dating in Kansas City. Like that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. No. I just definitely didn't do it. I saw the drama that came with it. I just was like, no. And then you know, just you know, things on the internet, and then like that, that was used to weaponize, um, oh, yeah. like your mistakes that you your mistakes or just whatever um, you did that just didn't work out. Like you know, people are real weird about shit not working out. Like they're real weird about like, oh well, that's why you ain't got no man, or that's why you can't keep a man, or this is that. You know, just whatever the case may be, <laughs> it's been weaponized against not necessarily me um but i've seen it and i just was like you know i don't think i ever want to be in that position to where either a i feel like i have to defend myself for the decisions that i make um in front of this large audience and then b because it's like just because you see this person doesn't mean you know you know me or you know us or you know anything (laughs) and i think Mm -hmm. just to keep mouths closed um my college experience and then and that's another thing with college like when i don't know if man I, the trauma of it all the trauma sorry y'all to harp on this fucking trauma but yeah. i remember my freshman year there was a thing called campus gossip out i don't know if your your school was affected i thought i thought it was the it was most, like cakes. basically i thought it was the most ridiculous thing on the planet but i mean in high school is one thing and college is another when you're this close to a job whatever the case may be when you're when you're just trying to in a, a, sp- a space of like recreation for a lot of people i didn't i don't i don't feel like i had to recreate myself really in college but it's a space of recreation and just trying to establish yourself just who you are like as a person and you know like uh, girls were i mean people were having sex <laughs> like in college as as people do in college Gosh, and on them twin size extra long on them twin size oh. extra long beds <laughs> and <laughs> That was my noise. What was that? (laughs) One more time. A very. (laughs) Yeah? The sum cut noise? Yeah, the (laughs) sum That's what them beds sound like. Actually, I I think that's a good noise for you. I think you should should (laughs) keep that. Keep that one. But it was very much a thing of like people really took pride in shitting on people in their personal lives. Like there was just, they they, they call it the whole list. And it was something that. At Tuskegee, if if my Tuskegee listeners know what the fuck I'm talking about, it was called the whole list. They put it on campus gossip. It just came out at random time, like maybe one or two times during the year. I living shit you in not. A movie. It, I'm living in a movie, and I'm like, why am I here? Why am I even having to experience this? But like, I don't. And this is another reason why, I, again, my trust level with with men is not even there because it was like, where did you, where do y'all even get this information? Like, do you guys like come to like a a, a round table like circle meeting and just like have yeah. like we just like let me, just put all the bitches we fucked on the table and then just like line them up let's see how many like line up and then we're gonna create a list of people and then like it was just like the wall of shame for like girls who like they they called it the whole list and they 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 would pride like trying to get freshmen like you know what i'm saying to like mind you these people who would prey on freshmen it's all it's all pre me too movement type shit which is why i'm very Again, wary of shit like that, just because it would be like you would have this long list of just like girls who I guess would sleep around, which in my opinion, uh, to be perfectly honest, is neither here or there to be like, you know, I feel like the difference between a hoe and a regular person is and a regular girl is, you know, the amount of people you tell Um, to be perfectly honest, the (laughs) amount of people who know. But I would just like but it would just make me almost paranoid about like, yo, is this going to be the guy? Who is I smashed? Who is gonna who's gonna put me on the whole list? Oh my god! Like, I just you know, and it was I was so paranoid about that. I and, would be hell. I would be. Too. And I mean, I mean, I guess you know, like in retrospect, like that shit doesn't matter now. 
But it seemed like it mattered so much, like that I could just oh yeah, your not reputation, be a, your yeah, image. your reputation, your image. And I know a lot of girls who just some girls transferred schools, like just did not ever recover. Like oh mm. yeah, like and then just even like and I and I hung out with a lot of dudes and like yeah, she was on the whole list. And it's like, are y'all fucking serious? Like it just felt so crazy to me how much people cared about other people's lives. And only from me witnessing it firsthand that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just never. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to never wild. tell. And then, like, the one person who I did that exclusively, you know, like, it came out that that person was with a lot of people. And, hooray, hooray, hooch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, where it might have been right. exclusive for me, but on the other end of it, you know, it wasn't exclusive at all. And hey. so I just, you know, I, ah, it mm. makes me, the trauma, it's literally a trauma response. And I'm okay it's, with it being a trauma response. Um, I'm okay with admitting that's that's where it stems from, but uh, it's, it's wild to me. I'm yeah. like, I just had I had dinner last night with a gal that grew up and was born and raised in Kansas City, and she said the men in Kansas City don't date; they like marinate in dating. Like it's yeah. like they will play house for years with a woman, and it's like, but you're still yeah. kind of sneaky link material, like. And that's one thing. My hometown was opposite. So all three of my best friends from growing up got married out of high school. And they're all on their second kid. And we're all the same age. So when I came to Kansas City, this was like, I'm the one who's the black sheep. I, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. And then you look at these, you know, I, you learn about these things. Like once you start dating in your 20s and going up on into age is like, you got to worry about different shit now. Like yeah. you really do got to, the whole list, it, it is just kind of like, with these yeah, the Voldemort yeah. of yeah. things like you, it's there. We may not know it, but I'm like, these men is for the streets. Yeah. But it's at the same time I've come into this, you know, I also feel like we're kind of in this generation of like female independence in a sense of like men have been getting away with this shit for a long time. A long time. And I'm going to put my foot, right on their neck about that because I'm like women I am all for like you don't got to disclose not a thing to me girl because what you're doing in your free time I'm like not my if business. you on the whole list sis, go ahead I hope they write a good Yelp review like I'm yeah. like okay baby girl do your thing but it's also two different things right that quickly get merged like we're talking about this list of people who have had sexual intercourse versus like Somebody, maybe you date them for six months or maybe you date them for three months or, you know, just whatever that time period is. It's like these lines get blurred of what you can oh, share yeah. or like yeah. the girls that post a little little wrist just to let you know yeah. it's not a girl's night. Yeah. You know, yeah. let me post a shoe because it's right. so calculated. And that's like, it I is. Feel like and that's that's what we were talking about. Yes. Yeah. I had wrote a poem just about how calculated, you know, love is anymore because it's like. There's like a rule for how long before you can date somebody after you date somebody else and a rule for when you can post a foot picture and a rule for <laughs> when you should go on the, the vacation or yeah, yeah, meet their parents. Or it's kind of like because at this point we've all now had our own experiences. So we're all trying to help each other I with hope. their experience. And it has created this kind of like web or mosaic of dating and how to do things correctly or incorrectly. Mm. And it ha it's interesting because I think in dating, like the one thing I had done a three year um, long term, long distance relationship. And so I'm like, to me, that was all I knew, like was posting up and da, 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 da. And then you move to a big city where dating's more casual and people don't, you know, you're not supposed to post more them and yeah. all this. And it is wild. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. oh, you're not supposed to know him because he probably talking to your homegirl or talk to your homegirl's friend. And once you start crossing that boundary, you know, now you got yeah. problems and you don't want problems. So keep, and it, I mean, it is an intricate thing versus these women who do have sexual experiences and are allowed to have them. But, um, I also think they, what Lex said about, it's all about who you tell. Because they yeah. probably aren't posting it on yeah. social media. Yeah. I'm like, And the other thing with social media is like, because you graduated high school what year? 2015. Okay, so we, we kind of got the luxury of mm -hmm. we didn't have the rules of Instagram and Twitter infiltrating like our every... Yeah, move yeah, and it's not yeah. to say that you're not an independent thinker but as much as most of us are on social media like at oh, some yeah. point 
the messaging becomes subconscious. So whether it's on Instagram oh, yeah. and what are the rules, mm-hmm. Twitter every other day telling you what the latest, you know, new metrics of what is or isn't a good yeah. partner. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, there's so much messaging that we're fed versus what we just learned based on our own experiences. <sighs> and God forbid Ooh. what we learned from the upbringings that we had. Like, yeah. I don't know which is a worse source. Yeah. I think it's weird because like, I feel like it takes away people's independence when it comes to thinking because Mm -hmm. there's so many, I mean, I, I, by all means people share, you know, share what you share, but I feel like I, I, I've engaged in a situation where like this, you know, like my counterpart would only make like, despite whatever we've agreed on, you know what I'm saying? Like whether we're going to be friends, we're going to be this, we're going to be that, whatever the case may be. Like the way he, decided to move is only based on I guess what people around him are saying or what people around you know like and I think that that is insane sometimes like it's calculated it's too calculated it's too calculated and I for things to my in my opinion that are no one's business other than you and you know your person and not and that just you know and I I appreciate a good chair don't get me wrong like it's not coming from a place of like don't don't post don't post your person and enjoy your life like you know what I mean but like maybe and it's also like just the environment of the people who who I did come into come into social media with is very different too like you know like my page was created in 2011 2012 you know what I'm saying like my like you know I I have a broad audience um and it's it's I just think ah it it just gets too complicated and I'm and I'm not like you know like just I don't I don't think I'm anybody important, but like, I mean, I have high visibility and I, just being honest in my city, I have a high visibility and that it, it terrifies me that a, a person really thinks that they're in my business the way that they think that they are, because most of the time you're going to have it wrong all the time. I don't post enough for you to assume anything about me. So it just, it, it gets just so, I just never... I just never knew how much people cared about other people's lives. And I just, it bothers me. And so I've, I'm, I'll just take it completely off the table so we don't even have to think about it. We don't, I won't even give people the option to think about my life, even a little bit. Until they because, catch you in quick trip at one in the morning. And it's until like, they ah, catch you, you know what I'm saying? Until, well, I mean, and it's like, and it's like, at that point in time, do with that information what you will, but who's going <laughs> to believe you? Where's the evidence? <laughs> Where's the evidence? You don't know shit. Like, I just, you I know. Can't. And yeah, I mean, I feel like people, I think, I think social media kind of keeps people from enjoying that part of their lives as much as they could. Because I mean, even like, you know, pre-social media, everybody was in everybody's business to some extent, like to some extent, like, you know, so it just, uh, I don't know. I think people are afraid of, you know, failing in public um, because that was like, I'm, I'm telling you y'all, it's the trauma. I used to see like Tuskegee used to be known for being a place where like niggas would try to ruin your life. Like try like like there were like targeted groups of men and groups of like I'm going to specifically say men because it's it was mostly men like it was a thing to just like shit on a person on the Internet and then have them be the ongoing joke and their lives. It was like the super version of like like the crackhead version of like uh, cyberbullying to where it's like, yo, like. Like and especially in the time of like pre spreading fake dick pics, I don't. Man, I I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like even just when it came to like people's sexuality, even like, and then I'm in the fucking south, like you know, just where like the minds are already so small around subjects like that, and like I remember like one 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 of my guy friends, like they really like who who just might have been gay around that time, you know what I'm saying? Just because it wasn't, it still wasn't even socially accepted i'd say i was in college from 2010 to 2014 and it wasn't even socially accepted to just be gay and be okay like it it just wasn't like it was just like the biggest like like mark of ridicule like literally it's scarlet letter type shit like literally like public shaming and just like overall embarrassment at this very like you know just people who are literally minding their business like not causing any trouble not stirring shit up and it just amazed me like just the backhanded just like just evil that would come out of people when it came to just like putting others down. And it just, I I never, I never understood it. And I, and I never even understood like why people felt the need to, I think, and then people think they have so much safety behind their screens and they have so much safety behind these places. Like shout out to Trey Sean. Like she was one of the realest niggas I know simply because like a girl tried her about her boyfriend online one time. (laughs) and Like she pulled up. 
She was like, yeah, like this screen, like is not going to save you from this ass whooping. And I feel like maybe we need to incorporate more ass whoopings into like just maybe we need to, you know what I mean? Like maybe that's what needs to happen. (laughs) But I feel like that that could be another like reason why people decide to keep things privately private. Just because I just I. Oh, yeah. Man, I, life easier. Yeah. I, I'm like, my life was already on display being a PK. So I'm like, I grew into that. And it was more or less when I got to like the point in Kansas City, I feel like when I don't post, none of my family's here. So my mom's like 13 hours away. My dad's like seven hours away. I'm not near any of them. And so when I don't post, if I pull up to a family event and I were to be like, oh yeah, I'm dating a guy or I have a new job. And they would be like, and why didn't we know about this? Like, why did we not see it on Facebook? Why did we not? And that's how my family works is that to them, it's, it's a different crazy. kind of source. It's yeah. a social media, you know, for them, it's like how they get information about me. They check it. They have me, whatever the, when you have somebody's notifications on, they all want to know. And they follow me on it. My parents have Instagram. They follow me on Instagram. That's crazy. Yeah. And they I, mean, see. I feel that way about employers. Like I, it's not necessarily a regret, but over the years, like I never, the way we talk about like not sharing relationships online, I mm. really didn't share employment stuff online. Oh no. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other conversation. Corey would probably love to chime into next week, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like it was the same thing. And so it would be people like, Oh, I don't know what you do. I don't know where you work. Cause you're not sharing it. You're not posting it. Like you that. didn't tag your current employer on Facebook. And that feels you know, crazy like to me. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, And so crazy. here recently, I was like trying to ser- celebrate a win. And it was like, oh, let me catch y'all up on what I've been doing for the last five years because I never shared it or posted it. See, there's parts of my life that do have to stay private. And you know, I'm like, if you don't know enough about me to yeah. know what I do, then you yeah, stay to. where you at. You'll need to. And yeah. that's how I feel about that because I'm like, especially, and like I said, coming into a phase of putting myself in positions to be judged mm-hmm. by the information that people normally wouldn't share because I don't share about my family. And that's like another thing on the poetry page that I've wrote about, like my close friends know about my family. That's a part of me of my life that does not feel together, that I don't get very vulnerable. 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 Yeah. The poet is, <laughs> he's at a loss for words. Vulnerable about on the internet. Um, and so it's like, yeah, relationships that feels easy to get vulnerable about Mm. because I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can do bad all by myself. I can get in one, get out of one and get back to the next one whenever. And that's oh Gucci man. Okay. You mean like buses? (laughs) Okay. Miss one next 15 one. (laughs) Miss one next 15 one coming. That's all I'm saying. Oh my Lord. So I'm like, (laughs) it had felt like, I was like. I'm going to take it on the chin like a champ this year when I went into dating. Like, I was like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But with family stuff, now, that's in the whole background. You know, people were like, what's going on in your life? Or like, is it okay if I ask why you were in the hospital? Or stuff like that. Like, there's stuff like that where I'm like, if you ain't a close friend, you ain't going to know about all that. Cause that me, feels crazy to ask. But I don't, I don't know. That feels so intrusive. Yes. And I don't it, know. To me, it is. But the other stuff about life, I'm like, if I can take the your ability to come up with your own narrative about it and give you what the narrative is to me, maybe that's, you know, something I need to go to therapy about as well, about controlling my narratives. Yeah. Um, but it's important though. yeah, I feel like it in some people's eyes could be seen as a control thing. Why I overshare in a way. Um, and what I overshare about, because I'm like, you ain't going to make it up on your own. Cause I come from a place True. where people make up the narrative True. and they make up the story. Yeah. And that's I'm a like, perfect drop mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is a perfect. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's interesting, though, because I, I'm not polar. Yeah, that'll be polar opposite for me, probably because I don't think with my my, my family, like, I don't think shit's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I, yeah, this is, this, is, this is how these motherfuckers are. And <laughs> I don't see it changing. Right. And I don't know. That might be another, another topic for another day. Like, I very much... <laughs> When you're a black sheep in certain spots, when I maybe it's the shit that we're black sheep about that True. it feels more comfortable to share because you said you feel like a black sheep when it comes to relationships. Absolutely. So maybe that's why, it's, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not a, I'm not new to dating in any way, but I, you know, I'm not new to this. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little overconfident in a lot of ways, and I'm okay with that. But, um, you I know, love it. I, yeah, shit. When I think about that, like, wow. And people love a lot. I'm going to run phone. that shit in my, I'm going to run that shit to my family, though. Because it's like, I mean, I've been quiet for a long time. Okay. <laughs> I've been quiet for a long time. And if anything, you might find some peace. Find some peace in that quiet before I get loud. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shit. <I'm> screaming. 
<laughs> For real. If I was a piece of that goddamn quiet. But. Oh, no. My family know. Yeah. I'll shake it up real quick. Gonna shake it up? Real quick. Family. Do it on the mic. Oh, I don't think I can. <laughs> they say ASMR episode. It is. I feel real. I feel this good. This is good. Yeah, man. Mm. All right. Any closing statements before we wrap up this chat? I dare you to be empowered to express yourself. Oh, my God. you going to say some shit like that. Just real off, one off, off the, like. She was holding on to that. Say it one more time, please. <laughs> I dare you. What'd I say? To express yourself. It was beautiful. Whatever. I was in a trance when she said it. I was. I was definitely in a trance. You got any closing statements, Tange? Oh, gosh. What do you have for the people? For the people, I say, uh, write. And if you don't write a lot, write a little. Mm. But whatever's in your mind out there, whether you think people see it or not. That's it. That's my piece. I like that. I like that piece. I like that piece. I do. I like it a lot. Um, I don't really have, you know, I feel like I said I like drop it. Drop the mic. You know, I will go ahead and drop the mic. But, yeah, y'all, appreciate you guys sharing this rap chat with us. Um, plan on doing a whole lot more of these very soon. Um, we'll drop our ASMR tape very soon as well. So that's... So if that's your whole thing, if that's your whole thing, then we got something for everybody, man. But appreciate y'all for joining us on this episode of Rap Chats. And that is a rap. Yeah. We'll wrap it up then. (laughs) And cut. And cut.